I'm in the protocols. In the house by yourself? Uh, well, yes, but I'm still in the protocols. Okay. I want to make sure I, get, I don't. I don't. I want to make sure I don't get my dog sick. Today's my you. last. Today's my last day in the protocols. I've been laid up all week. Um, you know, but today's supposed to be my last day in in the protocols. And you ain't telling shit either. I've been laid up. Tell like, you hear you see man. he ain't telling nothing that that he he was he he had the vid and he didn't tell nobody. That's tough. I barely I barely had enough strength to get out my bed and get tested when I did. That's like I've had like two really really bad days. I consider myself blessed. I know people who have been through a lot worse um, dealing with COVID. I had really only two bad bad days. Um, but um, I'll be taking a. Going back to my doctor after today's episode to go take uh, another test to make sure that I am clear uh, for tomorrow. I'm supposed to uh, commentate at an event tomorrow, but if I'm not clear, I'm gonna have to pull out of tomorrow. So I'm trying to get. I'm gonna begin again after today's show. Good, good. We hope everything is. You're in the clear for sure, for sure. But welcome back to episode ninety-six. Yes, episode ninety-six of the Your Sports Show. I am your host. Big baby, aka the soul of RB. And to my right, welcome back. We 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 want to get to you first. Welcome back, the queen, the undisputed, the always on time, Queen Tay. What's going Yo, on? Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. You you've been everywhere with a tan and a smile. Yeah. Yeah, Tay been doing some big things, y'all. Like all the good stuff that's happened, that's all Tay. I'm letting y'all know <laughs> all the good stuff. And at the bottom of the pyramid, pyramid. Since y'all have a problem with my list, pyramid. We have the voice of the generation in protocols, Pete Rosado. What's going on, fam? Protocol Pete. <laughs> protocol Pete. Yeah. Protocol uh, Pete. It's uh. Been a rough week. Been a rough week, uh, but I, I'm, I'm blessed to be able to, you know, see the see the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, the law of averages finally caught up to me. Um, I had not not had COVID throughout the entirety of the pandemic, um, and and still don't know how 
how I got it, uh, you know, but unfortunately, here I am. Yeah. We're glad you are feeling a bit better. And again, hopefully you're in the clear today. Queen, how have you been? We haven't had the chance to ask you how you've been lately. I've been good. I'm really busy as of like we're even right now. I'm at my daughter's volleyball game. I couldn't find parking, so I'm sitting out here. So, you know, I'm glad to be able to join you guys for a little bit. Um, but I'm cool. I'm chilling. Um, my first weekend home in a little while, so it feels good to be home. Um, but I'm doing all right. I'm glad to hear that. I'm super glad to hear that. You're doing better than the Knicks. We're doing better than the Knicks. We can go out and play for the Knicks right now, guys. One time. But uh, we're definitely going to get to that. Shout out to everybody who's watching. Shout out to Ken Stones of the Dirty Hills Podcast. Drizzy and all his podcasts that he do. Shout out to Quest. Uh, and for those who listened from the beginning, um, that, was, that track that played at the beginning was Montigi featuring music, as in music soul child. That track is called Pressure. Um, it officially drops March 5th. So um, it will drop on all streaming platforms. Shout out to Montesi for giving us the first, you know, first crack at it. Um, as, as many of you know, Montesi has done um, our original and our remix to our track. So shouts to him and everything that he's doing. But um, I want to jump right into some things. And we'll, we'll definitely get to quick hits. I know we have some quick hits, especially because I mentioned the baseball stuff too. But um, I want to go right, right into the meat of things. And, man, this week has been kind of funny with sports, but especially basketball. But we're going to start with the New York Knicks and them deciding to um, – them and Kemba deciding to shut it down for the rest of the season. Um, Tay, what are your thoughts about – the Kemba signing from the beginning, because I, I know you weren't too up there about Kemba anyway. How do you feel about him now being shut down? I have no thoughts. Like, I am protesting basketball. I feel like the Knicks are trash. They gave my, gave, got my hopes up for, like, 30 seconds, and now we're right back to square one. Um, I feel like the Kemba signing could have been a big deal, but Kemba's going to Kemba, and they're going to Nick. so... At the end of the day, I do feel like it was the right, I mean, it was the right decision, I guess, but it shows like the white flag. Mm. Understood, understood. Pete. I mean, I don't know what in anybody's mind made them think this would be a good sign, right? Uh, I was against the Kemba Walker signing from the beginning. I understood the hometown aspect of it, bringing Kemba back to New York. Obviously, when Kemba was at UConn, um, the way that he showed out, especially uh, at that time in the Big East, always playing in the garden, playing in those big games. Um, you know, I had to sit there and watch him decimate Syracuse sometimes in MSG. Uh, that incredible six overtime game, especially in the garden uh, that I was there for, just watching Kemba Walker play uh, was incredible. But I don't know what made anyone think that signing Kemba Walker to be a starter, to play starter-type minutes 
in 2021-2022 was a good idea, especially given his recent injury history. Kemba Walker has not been the same since he left the then Charlotte Bobcats. Um, and don't get me wrong, it, it's, it's not easy to um, still play at the level that he plays at. I mean, he, he's still better than most people being able to just play at an NBA level. But, you know, this is a man who's 31 years old and has not aged well. Injuries have not helped him. Um, you know, his last real good season um, was, you know, his season with Boston, but you started to see the steady decline. In 2018-2019, with the Charlotte, with the Charlotte uh, Bobcats, uh, Hornets. They were Bob. They were Bobcats. They were the Bobcats. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry. They were the Hornets when he before, uh, when he left. Yeah, he averaged 25.6 points per game, playing almost 35 minutes a game, while also averaging nine three nine three pointers uh, attempts a game, shooting 36 percent from three point from three point land while averaging four, uh, four and a half rebounds and six assists. That was his last full season as a starter. He played 82 games that season. In 2019-2020, he only played 56 games for Boston. He dropped to a 20-point-per-game 20 average in 31 minutes. And then last year for Boston, only played 43 games, 32 minutes a game, and averaged 19 points. You saw the decline happening when he got to Boston. The injuries caught up to him. This is on the Knicks. This is on the – had you signed Kemba to be a bench player, to be an energy guy? (coughs) Sorry, to be a veteran leader? I could see it. To be a starter? No. Bad move by the Knicks from the beginning. Absolutely. My thoughts on it as we welcome in BK Matt. Um, I didn't like the Kemba signing to begin with. Uh, for a nostalgic level, it made sense to, hey, bring some, bring the New York kid back just to be like, oh, he's here. Maybe he can, you know, he'll rejuvenate his career in New York. And all he's done is pretty much nothing. Like, they're better off with no needs Derrick Rose than – who's been playing phenomenal compared to what they have. Um, Kemba Walker, it wasn't the best pickup, and they could have got it. They probably could have got something for him at the deadline if they really, really wanted to, to trade him. But, um, Matt, your thoughts on the Kemba Walker pickup? And, and not the Kemba, not just the Kemba Walker pickup, but him now being sat for the rest of the season. Uh, all in all, I like Kemba Walker, but he's not a defending point guard, which doesn't fit Frank Vogel's um, – not Frank Vogel's, Tom Thibodeau's style of play. So it, he was pretty much set up from the beginning to not really do or be as effective as Derrick Rose is supposed to be. Right. Or quickly, for that matter. So, I mean, right. they're a younger Nick team, and I think we just all need to face facts. The Knicks is where – the Knicks is the team where good, great, good to great stars come to die. <laughs> this is just like they don't ever pan out on the Knicks. 
It just doesn't happen ever. So, I mean, you can look at the the the, the surgeons of R.J. Barrett. Maybe that could be the reason why they're doing what they're doing with Kimball Walker. I don't know. But, I mean, we knew from gate it wasn't going to be nothing to, like, to gloat about or, like, to be so excited about. It was just more or less a, a home thing. He, you know, he went to school in New York. That's all that it was. It was – it was something. It was something for the home crowd to get tickets for. That's about it. Don't it tell Knicks fans that because they 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 lauded him as the missing piece, the savior when he got signed. Like, oh my God, Kemba's gonna push us over the hump. And don't tell Nets fans. And don't tell Nets fans that having the quote unquote big three was a good idea. So let's not throw shots. What are you talking about? I was against Kyrie and Hart. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm lost with what shots did I take? Man, man. Nah, I don't. I don't. No, I don't think the. I don't think there were shots. Well, I, I, yeah, I don't think shots. I think I, I I I saw that same thing. People were like, "Oh my God, it's Kemba!" Thank the Lord. I yeah. never saw that anywhere. I haven't seen anybody <laughs> that much for Walker in about what five years. We knew Kemba Walker. We knew we weren't going to see the the Charlotte Hornets Kemba Walker. So I mean, I don't, no, I don't, I don't think, so. think anybody that, looked at that as this was going to be the, the the missing piece to what the Knicks needed. I liked Fournier. I still like Fournier, even though he's hot and cold. He's like the Chris Middleton of the group. But you know, like again, I don't know what anybody was really expecting. I don't know what's going on with Kemba Walker because again, we're not seeing the same trajectory of what everybody hoped Kimball Walker was going to be. He's been very injury prone. He's, you know, he is a, he's an Asian point guard and, and I don't think he's able to really stand in front of any point guard in the league right now. And I can tell you what the issue is with Evan Fournier. I really like that signing as well for the Knicks, but the issue with Fournier, they put a lot of pressure on him for him to be a number one scoring option in New York and he was never really that in Orlando. He was really able to fade into the background, just kind of be a, 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 a big fish in a small pond. There wasn't really a lot of pressure. So, yeah, he could go and score 25, 30 points quietly, and no one was really paying attention to Evan Fournier. But the minute you put him on that stage in New York, I, there's just players who aren't built to have the spotlight on them. And as good as Fournier is, he's one of those complimentary pieces – Fournier would be a good pickup for a team like a Milwaukee, an L.A., a, a, a Brooklyn, who needs a complimentary shooter to space the floor, not a guy to be a number one scoring option, even though he can be when he when he needs to be. I don't think Evan Fournier could be a number one scoring option in the States. <laughs> I think he could do it in France. I don't think he could do it in the States. Uh, we saw it. We saw it in the Olympics, but 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 that was the hype on Evan Fournier too, because of what they did in the Olympics and they played an out of body game against the U.S. team that wasn't quite put together yet. Evan Fournier w- was hyped too to be like, oh yeah, this is going to be our leading scorer next to R.J. Barrett, but R.J. Barrett keeps going left. And no, but R.J. Barrett is doing good. He dropped forty something the other night, last night actually. Yes, forty something in a loss. We can't get participation. Okay. We can't get participation awards to to a team that doesn't know how to, f- forgot how to play defense and forgot how to win. 
even though that game was what ninety to eighty five, so there was some defense. But I can't even pinpoint what's going on with the Knicks. Uh, like I said, it's, it's, it can be a mixture of a lot of things. It can't. Like I'm not gonna solely say, "Oh, it's Kemba Walker," because I he didn't play enough games for me to even place the blame on him. Truth be told. It could be anywhere from Julius Randle being a fourth and that's option. What, that's where we stop right there. <laughs> we stop it right there. Julius Randle. <laughs> it's, it's Julius Randle. You said it. I don't expect Mitchell Robinson to drop double-digit points and double-digit rebounds. R.J. Barrett has been doing doing his best, and everybody else around him. Derrick Rose has been hurt most of the year. So the whole year. The most improved. The whole year. So the most improved player. Or the, uh, yeah, the most improved player should still be approving on that season, but he keeps he's not playing good, and then he doesn't know how to take criticism. He's not buying into the defense. No, none of them are buying into the defense, and it's looking like that. Like, how's Tom Thibodeau losing this team so quickly? One on one players. A different culture. I think this generation of players don't really understand that defensive mindset because. We are going into a league now for the past couple of years that you see 100 and 126 points and 122 to a 115. And the defense is kind of lost at that point. Because if you're able to score four years, if you're able to score 122 points in four quarters, that's a lot to me. And maybe because I come from a different generation, maybe I come from a place and maybe Thibodeau comes from that same, you know, hard-hitting defense, keeping it under 100. And it's hard to translate that, and that's in this new league. Honestly, that's not even interesting to 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 look at anymore. I think that um, the rule has always been first team to hundred usually wins, and you try to not get that, especially if you're a team that does not have a solidified scoring one and two threat. Right? Yeah. So I think I think it's gonna be rough for the Knicks to. Here, the Knicks have to make trades and make pieces and just go back to what we said about management. Who wants to play in New York? Zion. What a transition. What if there's a transition into Zion? My problem with doing the whole Zion thing, Zion been hurt his first two years in, in, in the league. Well, James Hart has been fat for the last three. Yes, and James Harden has been an MVP candidate the last three as well. So, <laughs> my diet is all wrong. I don't understand how you could be a, a linebacker for at least a year and a half, and then you you move to Philly, and literally in two weeks you're a cornerback. How the hell did it happen? I mean, that's the difference between us and the rich, baby. We don't have those <coughs> fat diets or or those old chefs that come in. Like you never see those UFC guys like. A couple, they try to make weight or boxing too. They cut the cut to make weight above. <clears throat> a, they do unhealthy things that will kill either one, any one of us. But they have special people to come and they monitor them. You could lose up to seven pounds, eight pounds in, in three days. Yeah. That's a lot. Have all that stuff at your disposal. We can't think they, they're not on our level. That's crazy. That's true. That's true. And it's, it's, it's a shame because, you know, James Harden looking the way he looks and, and finally looking like he's in shape or or in a basketball mindset, it's it's pathetic to me because that, to me, 
you gave up on your other teammates. One of these guys were your homies and on other teams. And it's because it's not the situation that you want and you this and you that. You know, you you give up on yourself and you give up on, on your team. I think that's trash to me. I think if you feel that way, then don't play at all. Yeah, that was a whole move. <laughs> It'll be real. I, I told you so. That was some yeah, old shit. That, 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 was a, that was a whole stuff, move. Stuff like that that has really bothered me when it came to this generation of basketball players. Mm. It's a very selfish mentality. I feel like if the freaking NFL players felt this way and and played this way and stuff like that, like we'd have a little bit more equality in the league. Um, this very I me 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 thing. You know, there's no loyalty, and that, and to be honest with you, like, why would why be loyal to co corporations too? I get that, but like, you have 20 other guys on a roster, give or take, that oh, that you, I feel like you owe your loyalty to, whether you you mess with the team politics or not, and I feel like I see a lot of me. LeBron did the me 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 thing, Kyrie did the me 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 thing. KD did the me, me, me thing. There's no such thing as franchise players really anymore. Somebody yeah. that's going to stick with a team and see it from growth through any evolution of where they're supposed to be. And I think that, that that's kind of trash to me. And you leave, other you leave other teams with the scraps. Like, look at the Knicks. There's no way they can ever get themselves together because nobody wants to play there. So it's like unless you get somebody brand new to the league who who has the 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 skills of a LeBron, the skills of a, a KD and Steph Curry. You get what I'm saying? Like they're never they're never gonna amount to these quote unquote super teams that are built just for vanity projects and not because of the love of the game and the love of the sport. I think the only person we have right now that we can say is probably a homer right now. Is Giannis? We've been we were killing Giannis before. Because Giannis and Dame, easy yeah. to it's easy to be there when the team is on top. It's easy to be there. It's easy to be at in Milwaukee when Milwaukee's doing great or doing good. They were always at the brink. They 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 they're not a team. They weren't a team these past couple of years. No matter how much we've dogged Giannis, they've always been at the brink recently. Last year they finally won, but like, see it through. Like you don't well, think that's another one. You don't think he that all out. and stuff like the LeBrons and then they're gonna now nice. they don't they off they're gonna look for an exit strategy. Yeah, when things get rough, people are ready to run to their friends. <laughs> yeah, they they, they, they it's trash to me, and it started with the Celtics. Yeah, I mean, everybody thought, everybody thought that Garnett was going to be a Minnesota lifer, and then he 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 got his way out and went to and went to Boston, uh, just like Tay. They traded right. him. He didn't yes, want. They definitely. didn't want to. They didn't want to give him no extra. They didn't want to give him no more money. They felt like he wasn't he wasn't living up to the contract that he wanted. So he was like, "All right, cool. Trade me to the Lakers." They ended up trading him to the Celtics, but he had a he had a clause in his um in his contract where he could have decided where he wanted to go. So I mean. But I'm saying it started with, I still say it started with that Celtics. It started with, it became less about teams and more about stars. That's what it became about. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's a different generation. Like Kobe stuck with the, the Lakers through feast and famine. 
Yeah, you look at you look at um, you know, really, (laughs) really, if we're going to be honest, I mean, as much as people do hate them and as much as they are a super team, the only real super team that has been built organically in the last couple of years outside outside of the outside of that one uh, that two years where they made that trade were the original trio of, of Golden State before Durant. Right, because they drafted Curry, who was there for a number of years and hurt. They drafted Clay. They brought. They got Draymond. Now they were an organic. They 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 drafted those guys young. They stuck by Steph when Steph was injured. You know they could have lost a lot on Steph if Steph had not turned into what Steph turned into. And they lost. They lost a lot. They kept Monte Ellis. Right, and and they (laughs) built that, and they built that team. You know, and then they made that trade for KD and they went away from the organic style to, you know, then kind of trading into the super team. But they're really the only team that really kind of organically got built. Um, The rest of them, as Tay is referencing, (coughs) are all these trades to get how many stars can we get to play together? You know, and then people forget, oh, wait a minute, we need a bench. Oh, wait. You need people who can play another 15, 20 minutes a game. Or, or, or five. the thing is, these teams are being built faster than a coach can handle. Yeah. The only super team I think that did it right was, was, was Miami as far as building their bench. Their bench is pretty dope. The recent the recent uh, couple of years of Miami? Yeah. Yeah. That, they have a they, – they have one of the deepest second units. No one else really has a second unit like that because all the guys who would be bench players on these teams are star players in other markets. <laughs> well, I think it's also, you know, to your point, Matt. <laughs> Tay, you mm-hmm. cut, you cut out, and I didn't mean to cut over you. Yeah, and my out. like a like what's his name, Julius Randle. He would be amazing on that Lakers second unit or on a different team. But now everybody's looking to him. To be a first to play above his limits. I told you, say he's a twenty ounce bottle. He getting paid like a twenty ounce bottle of Sprite, but he's a quarter water. I've been saying it. He's not what every. He's not what the Knicks paid him. He's a great, great second. He'd be a great second option, but he's not a. He's not a a number one guy, and that's not anything to say on him. He's being paraded as something that he's not, and that's what's been going on these past few years. That's why the league is not to me. As competitive as it used to be, you get what I'm saying? Like it's it's like it's whatever to me. So to your point saying, that he, it's a tropical people, fantasy. He's not a quarter water. That's what you're telling me. I'm people, saying is that whatever that damn drink was that was under tropical fantasy. CNC. No, CNC was not. CNC was type sophisticated. I like CNC. I get CNC before I get tropical fantasy. Oh, them them bum dums, bro. They got me through the. They got me through the ringer, boy. I gotta jump, guys. All right, Queen. All right, Tay. I'm sorry we'll about coming in late. Sorry, to <laughs> all right, thank you guys. But later, Matt. To your point, people took less money to play for LeBron and Wade to play with them, right? They took less money. They were willing to say, you know what, we'll make the sacrifice to play with you in order. And really, notice that happened year two, year three. Not that first year. That first year, they they, they kind of had to make shift that bench around. 
But that second year, once people realized, yo, this could be special, this might be something that could get me a championship, people were willing to play for, for dimes just to be on that bench and get a title. I think the Golden uh, – but I'm going to go back to what you said about the Golden State thing. I still think <laughs> Golden State is still the only organic team that was um, – or only team that was organically built. Um, you also got to understand, it wasn't a trade for KD. It, w- it was more or less – it was a free agent signing, but it was more or less kind of like a signing trade. Signing trade, yeah. So, so technically, KD went there on his own, you know, he Listen. went there because, because it, it was cap space. Now you y'all know, heard this. Y'all heard the that's from building. That's from building a team organic. And on top of like, that, Draymond took a, a lesser deal to right. make room now, for cap space. Like the Warriors can look like this forever because they drafted these three. Yeah. Well, when they got Wizards on the on the on the yeah, they, they on army. The y'all saw right. that meme that was going around, right? About like how how the Warriors could finish one last time on top. They are. They they can finish two, three more times. The meme going around what LeBron said. Oh, about LeBron. If they draft, if they draft Bronny and Bron, bro, that's too much. Because Curry, LeBron has because of the whole thing that LeBron has never lost a game when he's played with on the same team as Steph Curry. They're not going to go eighty-two in the All Stars. Well, no, but that was the whole. the, The whole joke was. LeBron has never lost a game where he's played on the same team as Steph Curry. So imagine if the Warriors were to draft Bronny and LeBron <laughs> plays in Golden State with Curry. Bro, they would draft Bronny for the year just to, get Bron- just to get they would draft Bronny for a year just to get LeBron and then trade him someplace else. <laughs> he would fit in Golden State. He can shoot and play defense. He's not more of a he's not like an athletic presence or something like his dad, but he's a way better shooter. He's gonna grow. Uh, I think he's gonna grow into that though. Yeah, I seen probably like two games. They they they're putting they're streaming his games online. It's crazy. But you know, like, it's, they yeah, like, I seen, like doing doing Bron. I can't wait yeah. to see if that would have happened. I can't wait to see Matt's head explode with LeBron and Curry on the same team. Uh, it depends. It, it also depends on which LeBron. It, it you gotta look at it like this. You're getting damn near forty year old LeBron James, right? It's not like you're getting like a forty year old, forty, forty uh, two year old, or forty one year old Kareem, who is seven three and is able to hook shot dog shit out of everybody. You're getting a forty year old LeBron who, by this time, is a is an okay shooter, but I don't want him shooting all the threes, especially in the Golden State system. Um, he's not, not have enough open looks to do it. Right, well, hold on, he's well, hold not on. the best defensively, and then you still got to look at Draymond, Clay, and and whatever else they do they have on that team. Okay, but I know a man who was thirty nine years old, played thirty seven minutes a game, shot forty five percent from the field, and averaged twenty points. I'm talking about hmm. Michael. I'm talking about Mike, right? LeBron, LeBron can easily come off the on bench. the Wizards. Hold on, but LeBron, <laughs> off, are you telling me, LeBron? Does not have to be a number one offensive option. Is mm-hmm. is protected. He wasn't by, he's not technically supposed to be that with right? the Lakers. But he's protected by Steph, by Clay, probably by his own son and Bronny, probably by whoever else they have around them. Right. You're telling me LeBron can't go to Golden State, play 15, 20 minutes a game, and still be a a, a solid player. Bronny's gonna be the glove junior. Without the athleticism, talking about Bronny, 
Yeah. I think Bronny Bronny has that. He has that athleticism, but it's not like LeBron. It's not, it's not like his father. It's not LeBron, but it, it's probably going to get it's gonna get close, but it's going to be nothing. And he's a lot smaller like. than his dad, too. He's like 6'2", six, 6'3". Yeah, but he's, he has time to – he's about to be in his senior season um, next year, and he has time to at least get to 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. Imagine a 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, like little like Kobe Bryant built like player. Bronny's built like young Kobe right now. He can shoot. He can shoot his he ass can, off. He can shoot, play defense, and all and all of that. I just think I think that the athleticism will come. But again, like we said, we're never going to see someone with the size, speed, and power, and 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 all that like like we saw with LeBron. The and only the other person. Mm-hmm. Oh, go, um, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, no. Answer it. Answer it. The answer because as far as LeBron and Steph Curry, I'm a Laker fan too. So I mean, I got to deal with his freaking fans on the Lakers, and it's unbearable. So I mean, I'm pretty much I, I can handle him being in the church of Steph Curry. You know, it is what it Bay's is. Not, the Bay's not that bad. The Bay fans are not that bad. But um, we talked about size, speed, and athleticism, and we all and we were going to talk about Zion in a moment, but we're going to talk about him now. Um, Mr. Williamson is. Basically, he wants out of NOLA, and he'd be one of the first few people to, to force his way out on a, a rookie deal if he's able to get out. Um, because if I'm not mistaken, this is his what? This is his second option deal, um, year, right? Because not too sure. Elite. If this is if this is his third year, this is his um, second um, um, team option. Where the team can decide to keep him or let him go to free agency. Well, he can um, opt out. He can opt he, out. They have to he make him opt- they have to, He could opt out. No, he's, he could. he's it's it's a team. It's, it, no, he can take other offers. It's up to the team to match it, but he can't opt out because he's on the team option. Anybody stupid enough the only team stupid enough to give this man a crazy ass deal is the Knicks. It's only the Knicks. Well, not only. The Rockets it's probably not only, but the Rockets, Knicks, Toronto. Um, I can't say Memphis because they don't need them because of Ja. Um, who right. else? Ja Morant and a healthy Zion is is is, is aids to the league, bro. Like, <laughs> I honestly don't mess up that core. You're, you're building towards something. They're doing good. Yeah. Aside from Ja Morant being hurt right now, they're doing pretty good. So. Yeah, and like Jack I said, I think playing the, that game too. Yeah, the only team that's dumb enough to 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 give him that contract would be the Knicks. But Pete, if I if you are New Orleans, right? Not any other team, but if you are New Orleans, what are you doing with Zion? Because Zion is, seems like he's pulling the James Harden. I can't speak because again, we hate to be those people to be like, well, he's not pulling at James Harden. He, he, Boy, yeah. just eating and all his food is great, right? But what I'm saying is, you would hate should have been there. You don't want to. You don't want it to be that person to be like, like how people were with Ben Simmons. Like, oh, his head is not in it. His heart is not in it. This is why he's doing what he's doing. But as New Orleans, if you're being around him, and JJ Redick also said it was a somewhat of a char- character problem with him. Um, and J.J. Redick has a pretty good track record around the league. What would you do with Zion? 
speaking personally, just in my yes. own personal philosophy, I'm very big on you sign the contract, you go you 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 go play, right? Um, so this is why I kind of respected a lot of what Daryl Morey was doing in Philly, right? Um, I understood the urgency to want to get rid of Ben Simmons. I understood the urgency of wanting to get rid of the distraction. Uh, but I understood that Daryl Morey was holding Pat to, I want value for what I'm giving up. Uh, right. And I believe the same thing should hold for New Orleans. If you're going to have to trade Zion Williamson, you had better be getting top-tier value for Zion Williamson if you're going to trade him away. Otherwise... Um, unless you can give me a documented medical reason why you cannot be on the court, you need to play. Or you're going to sit. Well, no, right now. <clears throat> but when we get to the beginning of next season, right, here's what I'm doing if I'm New Orleans right now. Mm-hmm. I am getting him all the best doctors. I am getting him all the best rehab personnel. I am getting him physical therapists. I'm getting him a dietitian. I am putting everything around him so that it does not fall on us. So that I can say we've done everything to prepare him, everything to put him in a position to be successful. This is now self-sabotage. You're going to get fined. We're going to recoup our money because I'm not going to pay you to sit there and be a malcontent. I'm just not going to do it. Now, if somebody want to trade for him, you better be ready to give me value. Knicks, give him the whole team. what I'm not going to do is give him away and not get something in return that I can rebuild on. Um, <clears throat> now, if Zion Williamson is still the off-injured, malcontent Zion Williamson he is right now, yes, the only team I can see trading for him and doing that is the Knicks. But if by any chance Zion Williamson shows even a glimmer of that talent, of that potential, that he could still play that way and still wants to play that way, if I'm a team that has a good culture, that has a good coach, that has a good general manager, I would make that trade. I would take that risk, but I would speak to Zion's camp first. And here is... Here's the logic I think about. I think while they're two completely different players, mm-hmm. I think about Dennis Rodman to the Bulls. I know where you're going with it. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't. Nobody wanted to touch Dennis Rodman when he was in San Antonio. Nobody wanted to touch him. Right. Jerry Krause, okay, and his assistant GM took that chance because they said, listen, we can make it work here. We have the culture that can bring him in. We have the coach and Phil Jackson at that time who could work with him <coughs> and give him the structure, but also the flexibility that he needs to be able to be successful. Mm-hmm. And if you think you have that as a team right now that can bring Zion Williamson in and say, look, we can surround you with a good team. We can give you X, Y, and Z, right? We're willing to work with you. And if Zion is willing to come into that situation and work, 
I think you could make a trade and get the biggest steal of your life. Well, Matt, what team? If you are New Orleans, what what do you do? Do you kind of trade them to the damn Knicks? They're the only the team stupid enough to give up everything for him. They're the only team that still believes that he is this. He well, not really. They don't. They're not the only team that believes he's still that hype. But they're the only team that's willing to still pay him that am, that amount of money and deal with his bullshit. The Knicks. But what is everything? But what is give everything? up? Give up Randall. It's not like he's living up to that quota anyway. Give up Fournier. You can give up Kemba. Might have to give. They might end up giving up Mitchell Robinson too. I, it, it's just like I said. You do what you got to do. If that's if that he wanted to come to the Knicks anyway, I don't know why, but he wanted to come to the Knicks from gate. Oh, same Knicks shit that always happens. We end up taking the wrong ball in the in the, in the draft lottery and, and end up getting fucked. I don't think we had a good draft lottery since freaking Patrick Ewing. No, y'all had a really good draft lottery and didn't pick Steph Curry. I think I think the Knicks the Knicks have made some bad picks over the years. That's been the thing. I, the Knicks have been in good positions, but they've just made some really bad. Did y'all uh, pick? Was it, wait, who did I pick up with Steph Curry? It was somebody. Uh, it was somebody the Knicks pick up with Steph Curry. Yeah, yeah. I tell oh, you right now, Frank Frank the Tank Nilakina. Frank Nilakina. <laughs> oh man, oh, that no. life game. That, that life game dude made y'all pay. <laughs> he made everybody. He made it. Oh no, pay. no, sorry, no, that wasn't that wasn't it. Uh, Curry got picked before us in that draft, so that was the oh, 2009 over. draft where Blake Griffin went number one. Hashim oh, Chabit went number two. Right, uh, we don't need to know. No, no, no. We don't need to hear the rest of the draft. You know, <laughs> no, we, 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 took, uh, we took Jordan Hill. Even worse, we oh, could have taken. So, we could have taken the player that was taken right after us, by the way. Uh, the Knicks picked eight in that draft, took yes. Jordan Hill. Toronto picked DeMar DeRozan next. Good segue into DeMar DeRozan being lights out the past eight games, and he had the ninth game coming up. Now, let, let's, let me just give you the averages because we've seen what the points have been. Right? Jordan Hill and Nitikina, Chris Dapozangus, just fucking up. Porzingis so was a good draft pick, but a terrible- No, the fuck he wasn't. Stop. <laughs> stop. Just stop. Don't do it that we all do. No. no. <laughs> let, me, let me give you DeMar DeRozan stats for Matt. He was. Busses up. <laughs> he was a good Matt pick. Matt busses a, a blood vessel. DeMar DeRozan, over the last eight games, has averaged 38.3 points, 5.7 rebounds, 5.2 assists on 62% shooting. I'm a headache. 62% shooting. He's been a dog in the fourth quarter. He leads the league in fourth quarter points right now. And the Knicks could have had that. Once upon a time. To be fair, he did. He wasn't doing this on the Spurs. Nah, can, can I just ask Toronto. Before we go back to DeMar DeRozan real quick, yo, Matt, can yeah. I ask you a question, though? What? Since since the Knicks were picking fourth in 2015, right, you definitely weren't getting Okafor, D'Angelo Russell, or Carl Anthony Towns because you were picking fourth. Tell me, outside of Devin Booker, who everybody passed on until the Phoenix Suns at 13, 
Were you taking Mario Hazonia, Willie Cauley Stein, Emmanuel Moutier, Stanley Johnson, Frank Kaminsky, Justice Winslow, Miles Turner, or Trey Lyles over Chris Porzingis in 2015? No, you were not. And nobody <laughs> knew Devin Booker was going to turn into the star, and he did. That's why we everybody knew just wasn't going to be. We knew he wasn't going to be the great white hope that he turned out to be for the Knicks. We knew that. But in a weak draft where everybody went one, the best players went that. one, two, and three. The best players went one, two, and three. And Devin Booker, now granted, had the Knicks picked Devin Booker, I guarantee you, Devin Booker would not have turned into Devin Booker. I don't know. <laughs> best player at number four. I'm not, he's not He's not lying. Not around Carmelo Anthony. I doubt it. You got the best player at number four. But go back to DeMar DeRozan. This is not yeah. nowhere stretch of the imagination. The best player, nothing. Nothing yeah. at all. I, listen, I'd have still taken him over Andrea Bargnani, who went number one in the Raptors. Jesus Christ. Okay, DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan. <laughs> I hate that name, Andrea Boyani, I hate it. So, um, <laughs> we ended up getting it him does, too. It does, crazy. yes. We got a lot of people in that, and in, in, with their that, the place where everybody that. comes to die or kill their career. Everybody comes to die, yes. Shout out to Chase McGrady. DeMar, shout out to Penny Hardaway. DeMar DeRozan. <laughs> Y'all seen Spree well lately? It's, I can't even say what he out here looking like, but he looking like. Yeah, don't say that. DeMar DeRozan is the biggest fumble. The Knicks have fumbled the DeMar DeRozan bag not once but twice. Well, let's take the Knicks out the equation. That's not the question I have. That's not the question I have. My question is, is now DeMar DeRozan your top three MVP candidate? Top two. Over Joker and Embiid? I think he's one A one B with 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 Embiid right now, and yeah, he's, been he's been consistently doing this. He's been he's consistent. Got to remember that Joker is doing what he's doing as literally the option, the only option in Denver. Everyone knows that the ball's going to Joker. Everyone knows that Joker has to carry that team, and he's right. still doing it. Um, right. To me, Pete, him was the better record. Was the best record? Was the best record? I mean, doesn't does Miami have the best record in the league right now? No. About between the Nuggets, the Nuggets and, and, and the Bulls. And Chicago right is the number Bulls. one team in oh, the sorry, East. Phoenix, Phoenix, right Phoenix, has, Phoenix has the number one record in the league. And, Chicago and, so, and then the, next, the Chicago next is Chicago. The league, league, Chicago um, and Miami are tied for first. Yes. Well, I think right now, I think Chicago. They have a half a game made, over them. Chicago, they have Chicago, a half a game over them. Yeah, because Chicago owns the tiebreaker. Well, yeah. So, um, but to, I'm not asking you the question. Who has a better record between DeMar DeRozan and Joker? And Embiid. Well, DeMar DeRozan by three games. By four games, sorry. So with that being said, who's being more valuable right now? Do, hold up. So all of a sudden having a better record. Oh, you got to answer the question. You got to answer the question. That's a tough question. That's not a Matt. tough question. That's not it a tough is question. Is that Levine's that's hurt? A that is Caruso's hurt? There is more in Chicago than there is in Denver. That's a tough question, man. I don't want to hear that. His whole his team, whole was team but his whole his team whole wasn't team hurt the hurt. whole season. His whole team wasn't hurt right. the whole season. You had you had, had, had a battle right now. You had the whole team wasn't hurt the whole season. I get what you're what I you're getting at. Been going the whole season. Zach Levine's been going for a good stretch, 
So no, Alex Caruso has not been gone the whole season. Alex Caruso the whole season. Alex Caruso has been gone a month. For the season. For the first two months been gone a month. No, he hasn't. I had him on my damn fantasy team. You think I don't know how long he's been gone? Listen. You tried you trying to pay too many people on your damn fantasy team. That hurt, so Listen. You trying to paint mountains when all you got is a river, big boy. Let me tell you right now. I'm not paying. What, what conference is the most competitive right now? The Eastern Conference or the Western Conference? If we're going by, by the conference, you're not answering yes, the question. The Eastern, we're not answering I, the question. I am. You, you're not letting me answer. You're saying I'm not answering right. the question before I can answer the question. I said if we're going by that, yes, the Eastern Conference is the most competitive conference right now. If, if that's your argument, one cool. But what we if, would if say, if that's your argument, cool, I understand, because that's how they vote for MVPs anyway, based off winning record, not exactly by stats. But you want to look at it like stats, this, right? LeBron James will be the MVP every year. But let me, but so, okay, he's the most valuable. Let's, but his let's team talk about MVPs, right? right? Exactly. Let's talk about MVPs and let's use the definition of most valuable, right? Mm-hmm. Could you take Demar Derozan off the Chicago Bulls and they still have a winning record and be in the playoff chase? And the playoff chase, or are you talking about where they're at right now? No, no can they be in the playoff chase in the Eastern Conference? No, no, absolutely not. Be in the playoff no, hell no. Because they, take... they had the same team last year with Zach Levine, and they were struggling. Except for get, except were... Caruso and and Lonzo, and, and but then Bolt, again, they're not Lonzo. playing. Yeah. So if it's just Zach Levine, they'll get to the playoffs, but they're but not. Like they're this. not looking like I'll a ask title you, defender. But here's the question. Which team would you rather have right now? The Denver Nuggets without Nikola Jokic or the Chicago Bulls without DeMar DeRozan? The Chicago Bulls without DeMar DeRozan. Bang. Because you can eliminate DeMar DeRozan. Are you talking about about right now with them not playing? Let me finish. Let me finish. Maybe I'll answer your question. Let me answer the question. I'm trying to answer it for you. I didn't finish. I didn't finish. I didn't finish what I was saying. Right? I didn't finish the question. I didn't answer it. Right? Because you could take Demar Derozan off the Chicago Bulls and still have a competitive team, you could not take Jokic off the Denver Nuggets and have anything resembling a competitive team. Nikola Jokic is much more valuable to the Denver Nuggets than Demar Derozan is to the Chicago Bulls. So what Matt is asking is if the te- how the teams are currently constructed, not if we're, we're taking out the Lonzo Ball, we're, we're taking out the health, we're taking the health factor in into account. Because right now, the Bulls' second option is hurt, the Bulls' third option is hurt, the Bulls' fourth option, uh, fifth option is hurt. The Nuggets' only option is still is not would not be there. The Both second option right, is hurt. Right? Yeah. Is, it, is it Porter out as well? Yes, the second and third, the first, the second and third options are out. So what he's saying is, if we're putting the teams currently constructed out, would you choose the Nuggets or the Bulls? Yes, and I'd still take the Bulls because they have more coming back. Even when those guys get healthy, they've got more coming back. Right? You still got Levine coming. Uh, you got Levine. You've got Lonzo. You've now got um, you've got Vujacic. You've got Kobe White on the bench, right? You've got you've got uh, Caruso. Okay, you know they just signed 
uh, 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 Tristan Thompson to be at, to be extra muscle there, right? They have they have weapons outside of Demar Derozan, and see that's what makes Demar Derozan so good. Derozan has always been good when he can fade into the background of a good team and be the best player. I don't agree with that because he wasn't that I with Toronto. I can't, I can't, I can't agree with that either. <laughs> Go ahead, Matt. As far as the statement with the whole like Denver has a trash team, they got Will Barton, they got Demarcus Cousins, they got Aaron Gordon, they got Jeff Green, they got Jermichael Green. They have they have a team. They just are surrounded right by Joker. No, but I'm saying it, it's a it's it's more than just stars. That's what y'all look at. Y'all look at oh the stars in the name, but they have a team around him that are doing well in that system now that. Michael Porter Jr. is gone, and 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 what's the name? Um, Jamal Murray. They got Austin Rivers. They got bodies there that are capable of playing. That are in the same the same range as the Chicago Bulls without their stars. So I mean, I can't definitively say, oh, I would just Chicago. I would rather be on Chicago. Of course, I would rather be on. I would rather be on Chicago. Yeah, because you know what the hell is coming back. They're gone, but they've been gone for a minute. But they're they're coming back. We don't know if Michael Porter Jr. is coming back. I don't even know when the fuck Jamal Murray coming back. I we was we was thinking he was gonna be back for the season. <laughs> nah, he, he ain't come back he told, yet. Yeah, he tore the ACL, so you know how that goes. So, so let's be really honest right here. Let's. So, uh, Dre, you said that you couldn't agree with me on the Demar Derozan point, right? Yes. in the background because he didn't do that in Toronto. Time out. Mm-hmm. Time out. Demar Derozan is averaging how many points this year? Do you know? I don't know off the top of my head. 28.3 points per game. Do you know when he ever got close to this in his career? When? 2016-2017, when he averaged 27.3 points per game. In the seasons between then and now, he dropped to 23, 21, 22, and 21 and a half. His two best seasons in scoring average have been 2016-2017 and 2021-2022. Now, when you look at the 16-17 Raptors, okay, you had a younger, a much younger Serge Ibaka. You had Kyle Lowry. You had um, – How much was Kyle Lowry averaging? Kyle Lowry that year? Yes, how much was Kyle Lowry averaging, averaging yeah. that year? Because I'll tell you right if now. We're comparing, if we're going to compare the teams – 22.4, his best year. Right, and Zach Levine is averaging almost the same amount as as right. But what I'm saying is, if you look at right, but you had you had Van that was Van Vliet's rookie year. You Mm -hmm. had Valanciunas. You had PJ Tucker. You had uh, Siakam's rookie year. You had Terrence Ross. You had Lowry. You had Serge Ibaka. You had Demar Derozan. Right, he did. He was able to sit back. And he didn't have to worry about, hold on, he didn't have to worry about being the biggest star on the team. He was, but he had so much help around him that he was able to do it quietly. Okay, once the spotlight got put on DeMar DeRozan in Toronto and everybody started looking at him as the number one option, is when DeMar DeRozan started kind of falling back. He fell back from 27 points to 21 points to 22 points, back to 21 and a half. Then he goes to San Antonio, right? In San Antonio, he goes 22, 
21 and a half, right? And then he goes up to 28. When he is surrounded with a strong team, he is able to be the number one option because everybody's sagging off of him. He's a very good player. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying DeMar DeRozan is not a great player. But what I'm saying is, look at situations that he's in. When the spotlight is on him to be the great player, he falls off. But when guys are sagging off of him and he's got a lot of help, like he's got this year in Chicago, Mm -hmm. he's able to put up big numbers quietly. So what's the difference between him and Joker? (laughs) Joker is basically the same, same way. Because when Joker doesn't have the sufficient help, Joker's not an MVP candidate. Right. The only person out of the names we mentioned who would be good and is still in the MVP talk, the only two names that we can mention if, if we're going to go by that logic is probably Embiid and Giannis. Correct. But we can't go by we can't go by that logic because somebody has help. If we want to go if, again, if we want to be real about the most valuable player award, again. The most valuable player to the team again. LeBron should have eight MVPs right now. Well, how many did um Jokic has played this entire season without Murray? Correct. Yes. Okay. Only without Murray and 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 um and Porter. But again, like right. Matt Porter said, went out. Yeah, a couple months ago, or like two months ago. So two right now, ago. uh, and and you would say like last year, mm-hmm. uh, last year, how many games did Murray miss last year? He didn't miss much the whole last season. Year, right? Yeah, he missed the whole season last year. Murray was out all of last season? I don't think so. Yeah, she got hurt in the bubble. Okay. So, last year, Joker, Jokic averaged 26.4 points, 10.8 rebounds, 8.3 assists a game in 72 games. This year, in 53 games, he's averaging comparable amount of points, 26 points a game, down by a half a point. He's averaging... Three more rebounds, up to 13.8 a game. And he's averaging slightly less assists at 7.9. I would say, even though everyone knows the ball's going to Jokic, everyone knows he's the number one option, far and away, Nikola Jokic is showing that he is the most valuable player on not only that Nuggets team, but in my opinion, he is. You can make the argument for Embiid, and I can almost say, that unless Embiid or Joker or Jokic do anything to really pull away, I could kind of see them being co-MVPs at the end of the year, and I wouldn't have an argument with it. Well, because of the voting, that can't happen. But I get what you're saying. Matt, um, again, your final thoughts on, on, on this before we move forward. And I, I wonder how hard is it to affect that, by the way. That's going to affect it a lot because yeah, it's going to it's, it's going to yes, he, he has a second option now. But, no, uh, but is that going to drop Embiid's numbers? You know no, what I mean? No, it's not because no. because it's the Shaq and Kobe effect now. But this is but it's Harden is a more Shaq. no. Listen, no, 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 no. Listen, what I, you no? I said the Shaq and Kobe effect. What I'm saying is, when Kobe wasn't on, who could he throw the ball to? Shaq. When Harden is is. And being dancing hardened. around and being hardened, who can he pass it to? The most dominant Spies player Harris. in the league right now. No, fuck you. Talk about the Bias Harris. <laughs> Yo, what? Yo, and he's already listen. Embiid is only four games away 
from matching how many games he played the last two seasons, right? He only played 51 games in 1920, obviously the shortened season, and only played 51 games last year. He's already at 47, and all of his stats across the board, rebounds, assists, um, and points, have all gone up this year. Like I said, all I'm saying is don't be surprised if Rosen is Wednesday MVP. Again, a lot of people have been sleeping on DeMar DeRozan because he was in Toronto. And and that's what it was. We and, and it's funny how everybody forgets that that Toronto was good solely because of DeRozan. They just swapped DeRozan and put Kawhi Leonard there. And who's to say that if DeRozan stayed that year that they wouldn't have won the title? Look at all the things that that happened in that in that lead up to the finals. Like, come on. Like if B got hurt. Giannis was lackluster, and and they've beaten Milwaukee already in the playoffs. And then Kevin Durant and Clay went down. So I mean, they could have won though. They could have won the whole thing, but everybody's glorifying Kawhi Leonard for it, which he deserves. Don't get me wrong, because he played stellar. But Demar Derozan was just as was just good. It was just as good as you said, because this is what the year after his breakout year that you was talking about, where he averaged twenty eight and all that other crap, right? Okay then. So again. I think it's just laughable because he's not as flashy as everybody. He's a mid-range killer. He kills everybody in the mid-range. He's not a bad three-point shooter, but his he's game is sold in bad. the mid-range. So, I mean, I mean, I, I can say. I, I not say this, not this year. Not this year. But yeah, um, yeah. I guess the, the one question I have is, you know, you, you we've mentioned DeRozan. Mm-hmm. We've mentioned, obviously, Embiid. We've mentioned Nikola Jokic. I find very interestingly somebody who's not being brought up in the conversation is Steph Curry. And don't be surprised if Steph Curry sneaks in and wins that MVP award out of no out of nowhere. Clay Thompson is back. That's his de- de- back, de- yeah. that's a dub for that. Yeah. It's a dub Steph for that. ain't even thinking about that shit. He's like, yo, we want the finals. Yeah, want that's the finals. what we want. Steph Curry then- and the, that core thinks like a championship team. They think like, all right, we start off hot. <laughs> Just to get get you know get everything going and getting that unity, but we're gonna we're gonna put it on to these young dudes and get them get them there get get their reps in, get their confidence mm-hmm. going because when we get into the playoffs, it's a whole nother. We got to be able to rely on you. Now you got uh what's his name, freak? What is the tall dude? Now? What is the tall kid's name? Wiseman. 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 Yeah. Wiseman. Wiseman. Might Wiseman. Get yeah. Wiseman. Might get traded. Right now, according to basketball, according to basketballreference.com, uh, the, the top three are Jokic, Giannis, and Embiid in that order, according to basketballreference.com. Yes, and I would assume because Yoke because back, basketball reference, basketball reference is, is more you know more numbers Sucking than eye test. There's more I you know it's no it's more numbers than eye test and and Giannis realistically is in the MVP conversation. He's in the defensive player of the year conversation. I mean, his numbers are are like Embiid's 29.4 points per game. Embiid's got 29.7. They both average 1.4 blocks and one steal a game. Giannis actually averaging six assists to Embiid's four and a half. And Giannis has 11.2 rebounds to Embiid's 11.1. So, realistically, their stats. There's this goes seven. by the record then now. Now this would go by if it ended up between them two, they look like who's the number one seed? 
Who, who's the number two seed? Who's whatever seed? Right now, it's a one game difference. Giannis is 36 and 24, and Beat is 36 and 23. Don't they got to play Giannis is about to backslide. Yeah. Giannis is about to backslide. Like his Damn, team is about to backslide. Back? No, I said, yeah, I said Giannis, no, I said they're going to back. Bill Wolf is going to oh. backslide. A lot of these teams are coming back healthy. Let's I mean, be realistic. Miami, Miami is, is, is basically fully loaded. Now, Chicago's um, on the verge of being fully loaded again. Yeah, Chicago and they beat, fully and they, loaded, and they spanked Milwaukee with with the subpar team that they got. And then losing so, the man, teams like like and and the teams that kind of sneaky and and play good on certain nights, like a Washington that will that will smoke you for whatever reason, and and, and a Boston, Boston that we can't forget about those two kids in Boston. Um, they're not gonna make the they're not gonna make a deep run, but still, like you can't. Boston I think, is a, I think, I think Boston is kind of uh, they they'll fuck somebody's like like playoff hopes up. And the Nets, the Nets are gonna get healthy. Um, yeah, the Nets are gonna get healthy, and that that team, God, that team. Listen, that team could be scary. Uh, it really depends on what they're gonna get out of Ben Simmons. If Kyrie's gonna be able to play uh, full time, um, but. They have a really they, on paper, in my opinion, on paper, the Brooklyn Nets have the most dangerous starting team, starting five in the league. Um, and if they were to click on all cylinders, it's hard to beat them. The problem is we haven't seen them click on all cylinders too often. Um, and yeah, Cleveland. Cleveland's got a sneaky good team as well. Yeah, they play with all centers and two guards, bro. That shit worked. <laughs> it, it worked because of they're able to get all around the court. And then um, Garland told, is really good. Garland's going to get most improved. Goran Drogic is playing tonight, right? KD is expected yes. to be back next week, right? Yeah. Ain't no telling how long it's going to be for this mandate to get thrown away or whatever the case may be. Ben Simmons is expected to be back, I think, in the I, – from when I heard a Milwaukee game. If not, Milwaukee – I'm hearing the Sixers. I don't I don't recommend he come back for the Sixers. I don't think he's going to – I don't think the Sixers should be his first game. Like, I don't think so either. If he does come back, and I think that will be the ultimate statement on where he is mentally, right? So, I mean, again – Brooklyn got all the pieces necessary. Remember all the shit that Pete was talking for like a good year and a half. You, you Pete, and Tay about they lacking this, they don't have this, they don't have. They got all. They have, it, yeah. It, it wasn't shit talking. It was all, real life. It was. It was they real. It was real life. Matt, you, you, you was talking along with us like, yo, they don't have this either. <laughs> I was shitting on them though. That's what I wasn't doing. I had faith. And the and the funny thing is, you you talking shit about their shitty ass roster. Listen, (laughs) and and this is the thing. What a lot of people, what a lot of people don't realize is that getting Steph, uh, sorry, Seth Curry, really helps in a major way that no one's really talking about. I talked about it. I talked about it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. It allowed. I'm not saying that you didn't talk that getting him was good. This is what I'm getting at. Great. Getting Steph Curry Steph. is a really great thing for them because it allows Joe Harris to take his time in coming oh, back. Oh, I Fuck forgot Joe about Joe Harris. Oh, man. Right. Okay, nah, he, he can get traded. Fun. It's cool. It's cool. No, okay. listen. 
<laughs> After the way listen. he played in Milwaukee, he fuck him. Listen, I'm so aggravated. I hope we get Milwaukee in the first round. I'm, I'm praying they get a fifth seed. The I'm Nets, pray they get the seed. The Nets have three. Okay, in my opinion, they have three very good shooters in Harris, Patty Mills, and Curry, who could come off the bench and Kevin Durant. And- and Kyrie. I'm not talking <laughs> about the stars. Hold on. Yeah. You said shooting. I'm just saying. But I'm talking just about guys that are coming off. You're going to put Durant on the bench? 20 minutes a game? 15 minutes a oh, game? You, you didn't say the bench. You said shooting. You got to be specific. be specific. They have three very good shooters who can come off that bench, who can come off into that second unit and still be as good as players that could be in the first unit. Okay? You've got... They've got shooting on the bench now. I'm still a little worried about their big men because Drummond's like a million years old. Aldridge has been hurt. Claxton is great but young. And Blake is a thousand and a half. I'm mad you said great and young. Shout out to Cam Thomas. That's (laughs) who we really need to talk about. Cam Thomas, thank you. Come on, Pete. You're fucking up. Cam Cam Thomas ain't going to get no run in the playoffs, though. Says who? Look at your team and tell me how much run this man gonna get. He's gonna get some run. You will have in the playoffs, mandate lifted or not, Kyrie Irving, Seth Curry, Goran Dragic, Goran Dragic, Joe Harris, Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons, Andre Andre. We're not sure he coming back. We're going based off of like like if Joe Harris comes back. Big if. That's a big if. But listen, it's not big too if. big of a it's not too big of a if. Um Andre Drummond, Claxton, Blake he's still. Not, I don't think he's starting. Who? Claxton? I don't think he's gonna play. I don't think he's gonna play. No, Claxton's gonna play. Claxton uh, has to be in the rotation because Andre Drummond is Andre Drummond gonna be ass. Andre Drummond gonna turn ass. You know this, y'all. Well, let's, let's, hey, you think Claxton is gonna be the savior? Giannis was I'm fucking horsing the shit out of him. How many, how many people do does Giannis not horse? Well, you think about <laughs> it, Giannis. That's not fair. Giannis, <laughs> fair. Giannis, Jared Allen, freaking uh, Joel Embiid. He's gonna get nobody horse, though. Care about, listen, nobody, nobody care about. Nobody care about Jared Allen. Nobody care about Jared Allen. All offense. Nobody care about Jared Allen. Listen, you let me be to. honest. Be I'm, I'm a Nets fan. To. I am a Nets fan from way That's back in the day. Play. I want them to win a title. But I'm not going to hold you. I'm sorry. Unless something drastic changes, my money's on Phoenix or Golden State. I love Brooklyn. I want them to win the title. I would love them to bring the chip. I don't even want to say that. But right now, my money's on Golden State. You got to be KD versus Steph Curry. No, 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 no. I, I, I want niggas who are gonna play defense against them. I'm not, I don't want to see niggas. I don't want to sh- see a shootout and the first person to miss lose. Talking about Goran Dragic and and, and and Ben Simmons is gonna have to, is gonna be you're on. Gonna put, you gonna put Goran Dragic? I'm about to say you you gonna put Goran Ben Simmons is on Steph Curry duty. <laughs> I'm about to say you gonna put Goran Dragic on Steph Curry? Hell no. You gonna be and fired. You, 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 you gonna be fired? Huh? You put him on Clay. You, you put, put Durant on Clay. No. You putting Dragic on Clay? Probably not. Okay. <laughs> we just worry about that. We just worry about that. But Durant's your next best defender. I would put Durant on Clay. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. What? 
Brown or something like that? What's his name? Yep. Yep. Yeah. No. Size-wise and wingspan-wise, just because of how high Clay can get up, I'm putting Durant on the perimeter on Clay. Durant's not going to want to chase him around. Yeah, once once the rank get hit by Draymond one time, first of all, they might start fighting. Jack, exactly. Second of all, I need that energy. I need all that energy. Yeah. Yeah. All second that of energy. all, second of all, Draymond Green is gonna set a hard enough screen where KD is gonna be like, "Nah, I'm good." After a while, so that's why I fucking left you, bitches. <laughs> Yo, we have a couple more things to get to. Um, the first, the first thing. Yo, that was that's funny. What? Yeah, uh, <laughs> but Bruce Brown can hold play. Well, not I'm, I'm saying hold. Nobody. Can He's not going. He's going. He's going. He's going to make life a smidge bit difficult for him. But he got holding clay. But um, the next the thing we want to talk about is this garbage juice ass dunk contest. And we're not going to spend too much time on this. Um, probably less than, less than two minutes on this. Um, I said this a while ago. We need to not have. NBA dunkers in this dunk contest no more. Or if we're going to have NBA dunkers, have them go up against these street dunkers who actually want to perform and entertain. I did not want to see. I did not want to see. Huh? You should have just took the clip. It was, it was, I, I remember the episode. It was the episode. I don't have to clip about, I deleted all that stuff. No, it's on the, it's on your, not the other shit. I'm talking about it's oh. on your. It was one of the oh. last episodes the that we had Larry on it. It was me, you, Larry, and Wilkins. Oh. That's what we talking about. Soccer to get embarrassed. Oh, okay. Yeah. The Remember? NBA does not want their players to get embarrassed. If they put those street dunkers out there for the All-Star game, for All-Star weekend, right. the NBA players, I hate to say this, the NBA players going to get embarrassed, okay? They're going to be... And then the players association is gonna be bitching and moaning. Yeah. Um, and it, it's, so, it's so sad because, listen... We grew up, we grew up on some iconic dunk contests. Okay, we grew up with 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 MJ out there, Daryl Dawkins out there, with 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 Kobe out there, with Vince out there, with with you know all these guys, all the names that were out there, just iconic dunk contests. I mean, listen, as much as I hated it, Blake jumping over a car was better than this. Barely jumped over a car. Second jumped over the hood. You know, right. You know, I'm just like, you know, I remember when Nate Robinson was out here winning the dunk contest. That's still better than what they're doing right now. But to be I fair, he that. went against Dwight Howard. You know. I but, mean, if Dwight Howard jump as high as damn Sean Kemp. So, like, I got no problem. I got no problem with secondary players and bench players uh, getting run in the dunk contest. If they're going up against names and they end up surprising the names, right? Because again, you get Nate Robinson beating Dwight Howard, you're like, huh, okay, that's interesting. But when it's Nate Robinson beating number 13 on on the on 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 the Portland Trailblazers bench, why do I care? You know, for this. For this, get some of the retired players. I'm sure they can ice their knees up for one night. Vince Carter would do a better job in his dunk contest. Just well, listen, Nick won it. You know, it's, it. it's, it's ridiculous what the dunk a contest is. That, that's what the Knicks known for, for what a dunk contest. It's sad. It's sad what the dunk contest has turned into considering how iconic it was for, for, for when we were growing up. 
garbage juice. I don't want to talk so about that. So they did the Zach there. No, you, you saw what they did to damn uh, Aaron Gordy. Twice. Twice. Can we go to the next topic? I'm Rob that man twice. Twice. <laughs> man. Jesus, the only man. Thing, the only thing that was more disappointing, I forget who it was. I think he was a Celtics player. I forget what year it was. Joe um, Green? No, but, uh, no, no. Somebody, he put a piece of black tape behind the three-point line and made everybody think he was going to jump from behind the three-point line and then couldn't get off, couldn't get off the ground. I mean, he had all of the announcers going up. Magic was like, if he jumped from there, I'm leaving the gym. I'm leaving the gym. And he couldn't he couldn't get the air that he wanted, and then he just went with a, a whack dunk. And everybody was like, wow, that was deflating. Or like Daryl Armstrong doing layups in a dunk contest. 2016 was the last great dunk contest. Great. The 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 Aaron Gordon and, and Derek Jones Jr. one was really good. But the last great one was Levine and Gordon. Yeah. Levine Gordon won. That was Not the last Levine time I watched the All-Star. The last time I watched the All-Star, bro. Ooh, okay. So, um, second to last topic. If you are Lamar Jackson and you don't got your contract, based on – what happened with the damn uh, with the damn Cowboys and Dak? Are you playing this season? No, hell no. I'm sorry, I'm not leaving my bed. Um, I'm getting lifted to every room in the house. I'm not doing shit. <laughs> You're coming. I'm out not like James Harden, bro. Like, bro. So I signed that that contract. I'm not doing shit. Why should I do? I I I, I lead your team in rushing. You should have gave me my contract when I was getting carted the hell out the, off the field. Sick of this shit. Look at what Dak got. Dak is the is the example on why I wouldn't do shit until I get my contract. Boy, oh, like luckily, nobody really wanted to go to Dallas, so Jerry had no choice but to give him that money. That he would got scrutinized from everybody that you know was black. Cause we would we would we would we would Black Lives Matter, and we would we would have definitely burnt some shit in Dallas. Um, I said what I said. I don't care. I'm not I'm not mad about what I said. I, I, I and I believe it too. We would have burnt some shit in Dallas. But point blank, Paul Lamar Jackson, I ain't throwing a ball. I'm not even touching bacon because it could be a reference to pit skin. I'm not doing a damn thing until I get my goddamn contract. Me and turkey bacon. Does that does that count as pig skin? That's not pig skin. All right, cool. Yeah, turkey bacon. Pete. Um, <laughs> I do play it out because I think Lamar Jackson still has a lot to prove. Until he gets um, hurt. I think I think Lamar Jackson still has a lot to prove. Um, so did Dak Prescott. Right. Now, hurt. listen, don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not going out there. You know, obviously, listen, football is a game where you could go out. Listen, he could get – he can get the big contract – and get hurt in preseason, and and, and you know, God forbid, it's right? guaranteed, and it's guaranteed. No, not, no, no. That shit was guaranteed. That shit was guaranteed. No money. The only player with a fully guaranteed contract in the history of the NFL is Kirk Cousins. That's just sad. Fucking Kirk his, Cousins. His, yo, I, I don't know if we spoke about it, but his, Kirk Cousins' um, management team. Something. Kirk Cousins' management team is elite. He's white. He's elite. He's white. Anyway, um, let Pete. me see here. 
<clears throat> so the only fully guaranteed NFL contract is um not fully guaranteed, but he's getting something. He's getting a well, big right something. now. The most guaranteed money in a quarterback's contract is Josh Allen. Exactly. And, and he has 150 recent. million guaranteed. Out of how much? Uh I don't know. Hold on. Hold on. 150 million guaranteed uh, out of 258 million. Yep. So that's that's more than 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 half. That's almost three fourths. That's more than three fourths of the contract. Patrick Mahomes has 141 and a half million guaranteed out of 450 million. 141 out of what? 450. Well, his, he also this is a decade, he also right? has like he also has like a Hulk Hogan type contract in 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 on the Chiefs. Not so. <laughs> so Aaron Rodgers has a hundred thirty four million dollar contract and only had ninety eight point seven million guaranteed. That's more than half. Okay, so you know That's you're not going to get all of the guaranteed money. I don't something. know. Listen, but here's the thing. Do you give Lamar Jackson a contract that reaches Pat Allen? Yes. Uh, Hell maybe yes. Jackson. I think maybe he Definitely gets a Dak more than Dak. He's done more than Dak. I think maybe he gets a Dak contract. Dak's got one Fuck six. That. Fuck that. Nope. That Dak has one sixty. Fuck that. Oh, no. I, I lead your team in rushing, and I'm the quarterback. Give me my goddamn Josh Allen money. I want six years for 280. Fuck that. I don't know if he's worth six years at 280. What? Pete, you bugging, bro. Yeah, that money. Yeah, hate for Lamar Jackson. It's got to stop. It has to stop. I see what, it, I, I see what Pete is saying, but I, I also don't. think that I think that, that, that I, I think that that 300. I think that contract is going to end up not being bad down the line because you know. NFL is always getting money someplace. Magically. Here's the, thing. the guaranteed money, guaranteed money costs against the cap. So the more guaranteed money they give him, the less cap space they have to get him help. Mm -hmm. And they've been doing a great job at that, huh? That's the thing. So why would you sign him for all that money if you ain't going to get his ass no help? Exactly. Like, what they're going to try to do, if I'm Baltimore, what you're going to try to do is you're going to try to get him a contract where I, I would present two options, right? Mm -hmm. Give him a short-term deal, high money, short-term, mostly guaranteed that you can save some money on your cap and get him some players and then give him more money in a little while. Or you're going to have to sign him to a longer-term deal but you're going to have to give them less guaranteed money, and that might be less enticing. If I'm Lamar Jackson, if I'm Lamar Jackson, I take a one-year deal, high value on the money. Listen, high value on the money. If I'm Lamar Oh, I see what you're about to say. Yes. I take high value on the money in a one-year deal. I bet on myself. And I put myself out there next year as a free agent. Because let me tell you something. If Aaron Rodgers has got one more year, Russell Wilson's got maybe one, two, maybe three more years, uh, top level, right? A lot of these top level quarterbacks are aging out. 
So you put yourself in prime position to be the middle of the bidding war because now you've got four, five, six teams that are willing to offer you top money. All right, I can't be mad at that. I like that idea. The other that's all hey, Lamar Jackson. The other part of that, if I'm also Lamar Jackson, if I'm also Lamar Jackson, I'm like, okay, I'll play with you this year. Now show me what you, you're gonna do. Show me what you're gonna do with the team. And if you don't do to what I'm liking, cool. That's on y'all. Y'all stuck with whatever y'all decide to do. I'm gonna go do my thing in free agency. Peace out. Thank you if for the I'm break. top level quarterbacks <laughs> on my left. You got Josh Allen, you got Justin Herbert. You've got Patrick Mahomes. Um, Stafford's got what? Maybe another three, four years left. Maybe. Maybe. You got I, give two, I, give him, I give him two only because of the, the length of the contracts on that team. Right. Um, you know, you'd say what? Rodgers has as much as maybe what? Three years left? I think he's about to retire. Right. I think, I think he has a year, a, a good year and a half to where he'll do this again, and it also depends on the team. Right. Russ has got a couple of good years left, if, if, you know, depending on the offensive line you give him. But the Save number of the, the number of top-level quarterbacks in the NFL, and I would put Lamar Jackson a bit above Dak Prescott. I do agree with you there, Matt, because Lamar – I think He Dak, is a former MVP, Pete. Give that man his respect. Dak Prescott ain't never been no damn MVP. You're right. That's why I said I put him. We don't even know the damn rules of the goddamn game. Terrible. 13 seconds. He don't. I'm mad at you doing this. You disrespecting Lamar Jackson. You got to relax. But listen. Stop it. Listen. If I'm Lamar Jackson, I'm putting myself out there. Uh, when that quarterback market is is because listen, there's not a lot of big name quarterbacks out there that are left. You never know what you're getting in the draft, and this year is supposed to be a really weak draft class. So you set yourself up to be the number one quarterback on the free agent market, and a lot of teams need a quarterback. A lot of teams need a quarterback. Hell, think about this. What if the Rams? can keep that offensive line together, and then you get somebody like Lamar Jackson and team him up with Cooper Cup. Yeah, that 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 that's that's sick. That would that'd be like giving Michael Vick some some solid receivers like he had in Philly. Right. So <laughs> the only difference is that Michael Vick was, was two hundred years old, f- fresh out of lockdown. I mean, how many franchise Boy, quarterbacks so. do we really have right now? Patrick Mahomes, Herbert, Josh Allen. I wanted, Burrow. I wanted to say Burrow. Yeah, Burrow definitely. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give. I gotta give it Burrow down for real. Kyle, yeah, well, I, mean, I want to say Kyler Murphy, but who knows what? what I don't know. We, we rolling the dice on Kyler Murray right now. I, say, I, I don't know what that's gonna be. Herbert go. Burrow, that's three. Mahomes is four. Allen is five. You could say Murray is six. Stafford is seven. Don't say Carson Wentz because he's not. <laughs> no, Dak, Dak would be eight. Um, Russell is nine. Baker Mayfield is it? Lamar Lamar is ten. Uh, I'm not willing to put I'm not willing to put Mac Jones up there yet. Um, yeah, next year though. Next year. You know, I'm not, yeah, I'm not willing to put Mac uh, Mac Jones up there yet. I'm not ready to put. Uh, I'm not ready to say that. I mean, you could say Kirk Cousins is a franchise quarterback. 
Can we leave? No. Can we leave? Kirk no. Cousins. Stop. <laughs> no. We're tired of Kirk Cousins. We are tired of him. But when you think about the, think about that, think Kirk about how Cousins that list is, is Ryan Fitzpatrick. No, but think about how that list. No, but think about how that list sounds though. We literally we mentioned all those quarterbacks, and then the next two best names on the list were Kirk Cousins and um, Jimmy G. uh, No, and Derek Carr. Derek Carr. I forgot about Derek Carr. Right. Forgot about Jimmy G. Trash ass. Right. I'm not ready to say that Matt Jones the franchise quarterback, but I'll be very honest with you. If you're telling me I have a, if you're telling me I have a good team, and Derek Carr is my quarterback. Or Kirk Cousins is my quarterback. I feel better than if you told me uh, Trevor Lawrence is my quarterback, or Josh Field, or Tyler Heineke. I feel a lot better with Kirk Cousins and Derek Carr. Tyler Heineke. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Derek, Derek, nah, Derek Carr was a man this year with everything. Yeah, I, I, I said doing. Derek Carr, not yeah. Kirk Cousins. But the very last topic. Um, Pete, lead us off about the MLB and and not them not coming to an agreement. Uh, well, the players' union and Major League Baseball still have not been able to come to an agreement on a new CBA. Um, the the league has put a deadline for Monday um, for if the them and the union cannot come to some agreement that they're going to have to start canceling games into the season. Now this would be the first time that the M- uh, that the MLB and the union have gone into a lockout where there's been a threat of canceled games because the last time they just pushed the start of the regular season back um and made up and made up time um in the regular season but now the the major league baseball is threatening we will have to cut games and the biggest thing with that is <clears throat> if the if major league baseball cuts games from the schedule because of the bylaws of Major League Baseball contracts, even if the season is 148 games, it doesn't count as a full season. It has to be 162 games to count as a full season. So guys that are on guaranteed money will not get their fully guaranteed contracts for the season. They'll get uh, restructured money. So they're really, you know, they're, they're playing hardball right now is the MLB um, with um, with the union. <clears throat> you know, there's there's been a lot of things that have been going on right now. Um, you know, spring training has basically been canceled. Um, yeah, spring training is, is a dub. And um, like you said, the season could be a dub as well if they don't get this together, which it's not looking like they will uh, at 48 hours. Yeah. And it's like I said, salary will not be, uh, be paid for any missed games. So if they cut the season, uh, players will not get their full season salaries. Um, you know, the, apparently the sides are still very far apart. The union uh, has, has allowed for expanded playoffs, but the, the, the thinking is that if, if the MLB decides that they're going to not play players for a full season for a shortened season, then they're going to pull expanded playoffs off of the, off the table. Um, the, the union wants minimum salaries to begin at $775,000. Um, the, the league is only offering $640,000 with $10,000 raises for every year. Um, 
The union wants $115 million into the bonus pool for pre-arbitration players. Uh, the league has had the league is offering 20 million. Um so there, there's a there's a bunch of a bunch of things that they're still very uh, uh far apart on competitive balance tax, revenue sharing, uh the draft, uh service time manipulation, which has always been a big thing. Um, but again, this is the first time that they've had a lockout that they threatened to cut games from the schedule. Well, if they, like you said, if they cut games from the schedule, these players won't be getting paid, which will become another problem down the line, whether they agree to a deal or not. Um, In 1990, when this happened, uh, they did a whole bunch of doubleheaders to make up for, for missing games so that there was still a full 162-game season. Um, do you think that could work now in in the in the quote unquote COVID era of, of baseball to where people are you got to take that into effect too because even though we're getting out of we're quote unquote getting out of the pandemic sometimes still coming and these variants are very elusive. Um, it could work, but the MLB doesn't want to do it. That's the thing. It could still work, but Major League Baseball is playing hardball. Um. Wouldn't that be more money though in TV and TV revenue as well? If you're playing double headers, um, you're gonna kind of get the same amount of money because instead of playing, for example, you're 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 still giving, um, you're still giving the same amount of games. Not like you're adding more games, mm-hmm. you know. But again, this is just Major League Baseball playing hardball and be like, listen, we don't. This is how we want to do it, and you know, uh, unfortunately, these are. This is what happens when you have rich kids yelling at each other. Uh, because you got rich people on one side and rich people on the other side. Um, and unfortunately, with baseball, unlike with basketball and football, the players are really rich, right? Uh, yeah. Players got a lot of money in baseball. They also yeah. have a lot of power. Players get a lot of money from, like, because there's no cap room. They're just throwing money at people. I'm going to be very real with you. It's a lot easier to get replacement players to play basketball and to play football than it is to get replacement players to play baseball. Right, because they have to go through the system to, to come up. You know, and also it's like it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a larger team you got to field. I mean, ba- football's got a large team, but, like, you've got all these players who are playing in the CFL, the XFL, college, guys who never made the league. I guarantee you there are thousands of players – where if the NFL couldn't come to an agreement with the players, like, yo, y'all want to play football? I'm there. Yeah, you can walk on and try on an NFL team. <laughs> right. you know, a lot people. harder to be a walk-on baseball player. Matt, listen, Matt could probably play in the NBA and the NFL before he could hit a 90-mile-per-hour fastball. I'll be real with you. You're muted, Matt. I, I played baseball. I played all three sports my whole life. Baseball has always been the harder sport to play. Unmute yourself, Matt. I know you were about to say something. I said I got one bad accident in baseball, and I never decided to play baseball again. I got hit in the throat. That was it for me. No, your refresh is a garbage. How'd you get hit in the throat? Yeah. I didn't pitch? see it coming. On a, no, I wasn't on a pitch. pitch. I, was, oh. I was on first base. Oh, yeah. I wanted to play first base. Sorry. <laughs> 
I play in the outfield. I, I, ain't, I ain't playing I, in the first place. I, I, I lost the rock. Too much yeah, and you got hit by the rock. Sure. <laughs> so, but yeah, but, no, it's it's a lot easier. I think you know, we could suit up and play ball. We could suit up and play football. Um, you know, football is the most physically demanding on the body. Obviously, basketball. Um, obviously, there are athletic talents that you just need to have, but. You know, you, you've seen guys who are 5'1", 5'2", play basketball, right? There are dudes that are just really good, right? When you're really good, you're really good. Baseball, it's so much harder to play. Um, people really underestimate how how cerebral and how hard it is to be really good to play baseball. In baseball, you have to understand this is a sport where failing 7 out of 10 times is regular. That's good. Yeah, you're on three for ten at the plate. Oh man, you hitting amazing for the year. No, listen, if you go through yeah. if you can hit 300 for the season, you got you you get signed some good money. Right, because people are throwing 800 mile per hour balls at you and 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 sometimes the balls curve and everything pause. like that. Pause. All the pause, all the pause. But <laughs> shout out to the Job Tears Network, shout out to um all the shows. You guys heard, heard us say this about 96 times already, so you don't need to hear me say it again. But shout-outs to us again, Road to 100. I'm still trying to figure out what we're going to do for the 100 episode. Um, we we got to see. I th- You know what I think for the 100 episode? I, I'll let y'all know off camera real quick. But, I, I yeah, we'll, def- we'll definitely do something pretty pretty cool for the 100th episode. Um, shout-outs to Suplex Sparrow and NWO News. Um you know he's still doing big things. Shouts to, um, you know, shouts to everybody going to WrestleMania this year. Everybody seems pretty excited about, about going to WrestleMania this year. Um, a lot of excitement on Twitter and everything like that too. I just felt like I need hey, to shout out to Pat Shout out to Matt. Shout to Pity Pat. Yo, shout out to Pity Pat. The biggest, the biggest interview that you can get in life in history. Yes. Pat, he's getting he's interviewing Vince. I cannot wait to watch that. But sometime next week, or we will have Jack Tunney on the show too. Bye. for <laughs> the Queen Queen Tay for BK Matt, who who Pete just really pissed off for the voice of Generation Pete Rosado. It is your boy Big Baby signing off. Peace.